How many is that, Vera? John asked from his lazy boy. Twenty-two, Vera answered. Vera, a chunky forty-five, kept track of trick-or-treaters. The previous Halloween there had been forty-seven of them, five more than the year before, but three less than the year before that. Eight Frankensteins, two ghosts, she went on. She also kept track of costumes. Keeping track of things was an obsession with her. She kept track of birthday cards, sunny days, gray squirrels. There were thirty-one of them, she insisted, in the twin maple trees in front of the house. Salesmen, robins, anything that could repeat itself and therefore be kept track of, she kept track of with a vengeance. She continued her litany of trick-or-treaters. Three skeletons, one gremlin. A gremlin, her husband John cut in. Someone came dressed as a car? A car? Sure. He was making a small joke. He knew well enough what gremlins were. He'd taken their five-year-old granddaughter, Amy, to see the movie. A gremlin. AMC makes them. AMC? Vera asked, confused. John sighed. Another gem down the toilet, he thought. Forget it, he said. She went on. And six witches, one werewolf, two vampires. She stopped. Someone had knocked at the door. And there's another one, she said. She went to the door, put her hand on the knob, glanced critically at the two large wooden bowls, one stocked with small packets of M&Ms, the other with candied apples, on a table to the right of the doorway. She'd have to restock them soon, she thought. She opened the door. Trick or treat! The five kids standing on the porch screamed in unison. Vera quickly surveyed their costumes. Two witches, witches were popular this year, something that looked like a dog, a Ronald Reagan, a costume she disapproved of because it showed flagrant disrespect, and another skeleton, though the little girl wearing that costume had taken the skeleton hood off, probably to give herself some breathing room this warm Halloween night. You're all very scary, Vera shivered, and as she shivered her body vibrated beneath her flower print house dress. Trick or treat! The kids screamed again, except for the pretty brown-haired, green-eyed girl in the skeleton costume, who looked vaguely pouty and put out, as if Vera were wasting her time. Vera said to her, concerned, Are you having a good time, honey? The girl nodded once, glumly. From inside the Ronald Reagan costume, the voice of a small boy chirped, Trick or treat! as if to hurry things along. Just a moment. Vera said, firmly but gently, and looked around at the two bowls on the table behind the door. She looked back at the trick-or-treaters. Let me see, she began. How many? She stopped. The pretty girl in the skeleton costume was gone. Vera stepped forward and leaned with her hands on the doorframe. She looked down the row of well-lit lawns, and then right down a row of equally well-lit lawns. A number of other trick-or-treaters were going to and coming from the neat two-story houses that made up Hydrangea Avenue. In the roadway, some cars were stopped, and some were moving very slowly. All of them, Vera supposed, driven by the parents of trick-or-treaters. But she saw no pretty brown-haired girl in a skeleton costume, so she shrugged and got down to the business of handing out candied apples and M&Ms to the kids who remained. An hour later, John got wearily up from his lazy boy and trundled into the kitchen for a snack. His habit was always to snack before retiring anyway, usually something heavy, something loaded with salt and laced with cholesterol, 
A ham sandwich with mayonnaise, mustard, and Colby cheese on deli rye, for instance, with a big glass of ice-cold milk on the side. That's what he thought he'd like tonight. He opened the refrigerator door and peered in glumly. Vera, he called. Vera was in the living room, in her own chair, a three-quarter size, pale violet upholstered version of John's dark green leatherette lazy boy. She was knitting a bulky red sweater, probably, she thought, for John. She'd decide for certain when it was almost finished. If it was too small, it would go to her nephew, Floyd. If it was too large, which seemed unlikely, she'd put it in the Salvation Army bin. Yes, John, she called back. I thought we had ham, Vera. Where's the ham?